Words from the Hills reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Hallelujah. In Matthew 26 and 27, we're not going to read those scriptures because they're very long scriptures. But it described the events that happened in the day that Jesus died, that horrible, dark Friday. And then from chapter 26, he began to talk about how one of his persons in the inner circle started crafting how to betray him and eventually betrayed him. And then he faced the Sanhedrin and people who hated him for, who, for what he represented. And then from there, they took him and handed him over to Pontius Pilate, who judged him and asked questions and questions. And from there, Peter, his main man, you know, there is circle and there is inner circle. Peter was the inner circle. His main person denied him. Even at the face of a young girl, Peter said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who this man is. The soldiers took him and they mocked him and they beat him. It was a hellish night. They spat on him and spoke all kinds of words against him. Then the king of kings was nailed to the cross and we saw the inscription, king of Jews. Not because they are hailing him, it is an absolute insult for what he has been saying over the period. And then they took him and nailed him to the cross. And the same Jesus who the disciples believed had come to deliver them was hanging on the tree. And on the cross, he died. What a horrible night. A painful, painful Friday. But that was not the end of the story. Many of us today are facing our Fridays. There are lots of circumstances that are absolutely beyond our control. We've cried. We've wept. We've done all kinds of things, but it seems as if these things are still persisting. We live in difficult times, trying times. In a prophetic statement in Isaiah 60 verse 2, the Bible says, Darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. This prophecy seems as if it is being fulfilled today. The more it seems as if we are journeying, the darker it seems it's getting. Many are losing their faith. And it seems as though there is no solution to it. An election has passed and you thought, you know what, the next election will elect another person. And the more you are doing that, the worse they are getting. It seems as though you are trying and the business is trying. You are pushing in funds. You are creating new strategies. But it looks as if it's not working. You are doing everything you can to maintain that relationship. But the more you try, it seems as though it's breaking apart. Too often we become complacent when hope is delayed. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 12. 
Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. The first place we'll lose this battle is in the mind. It starts losing the battle from that point. Because this particular dream is not coming to pass. This particular thing, I thought it would get better. I thought it would get better, but it keeps getting worse. 2020 was horrible. 2021 was horrible. In fact, for some people, they said I did not exist in those two years. Then in 2022, we came with a hope that it's going to get better. Then the Ukraine war began. And problems began. Then the power grid collapsed. And the power grid collapsed. And the power grid collapsed. And it seems as if it keeps collapsing. Wickedness in the land is quadrupling. The more you are saying, let the election come, let's elect new president, you find people who are not even qualified to lead their own families declaring they want to run for presidency. A whole lot happening at the same time. Senseless killings happening every single day. But I bring you a timely broadcast from heaven this morning. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. One truth about the resurrection is that God always finishes what he starts. He doesn't stop in the way. When God starts a thing, he ensures that it's completed. He is the author and finisher of our faith. God never aborts a dream. God never aborts a mission. He completes what he starts. In Philippians 1 verse 6, the Apostle Paul said, For I am confident of this. I am confident of this very thing, this very truth, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it by the day of Jesus Christ. There is something that I am confident about. I have no doubt in my mind that this will come to pass. Many of us may be in situations that feel like Friday, very difficult times. Diesel prices is carrying and creating problems for businesses. You're doing your best, but it appears the best is not making any impact. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. I may say, Fred, but I am praying, I'm working hard, I'm doing all kinds of things. Nothing is happening. Keep praying. One day your Sunday will arrive. That's the declaration this morning from heaven. God's timing is often not consistent with our own timing. That's usually the problem. You want him to do something in a month and he does it two months later. You want him to do something at a particular time, but he doesn't do that at a particular time. It's not always consistent. But the truth is this. In his time... He makes all things beautiful. He makes all things, not some things, all things beautiful. In Genesis 18 verse 14, Genesis 18 verse 14, the Bible says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. This is Abraham who has been, whose wife has been barren for such a long time. An angel began to declare the truth of God. 
saying to him, Abraham, your Sunday is coming. Abraham, your Sunday will arrive. At the appointed time, it will happen. What then does Sunday represent? To Abraham, it was a son. That the children of Israel represented the arrival at the promised land. To Jesus Christ, it was the resurrection. That was his Sunday. To you, it's probably the fulfillment of that dream God has given to you. It's probably the fulfillment of that promise God has made to you. It's probably that thing that God has spoken to you about that will come to pass. That you've waited for so long. I bring you good news. God can breathe new life into that relationship. That marriage can receive a new life. That health condition can be resolved. Your finances can receive new life in God. Sunday is coming. God is faithful to fulfill his promises. He is never late and he never fails. This is the God we serve. Sunday is coming. You can trust God to fulfill that which he has spoken to you. Have confidence, have faith in him. Difficult situation is underway. Begin to declare to it, saying to it, a victory is underway. Your child is not behaving too well. Lay hands on him and speak victory over his or her future. Declare, Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. If you believe that, say amen this morning. And the scripture we read in Philippians 1, 3, verse 6, the apostle Paul said, I am confident of this. I am absolutely sure about this. That the God who has started this work, the God who has given you that business idea, the God who has given you life, the God who has blessed you with a relationship, I am confident that he will fulfill that which he has started. That confidence is absolutely important. You've got to declare that with confidence and declare that believing it completely in your heart. My Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. Come on, tell yourself that. My Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. Say it with faith. My Sunday is coming. In Romans 8 verse 30, the NIV version, Romans 8 30, the apostle Paul began to declare. He said, those he predestined, he also called. Listen to this. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, wait for this, he also glorified. I need to understand something he's doing here. The word is in past tense, not in present tense, not in future tense. In other words, he's saying that it is as good as done. That's what he's saying. Those God have called, those ones he has also glorified. Believe me, you have been glorified. It is only a matter of time for the fulfillment to arrive. Those he has called, he has glorified. While on the cross, Jesus declared, It is finished. <laughs> 
it is finished. I want you to understand something going on here. This is not just a declaration of fact. It's also a declaration of faith. Why do I say that? He met this statement while he was still at the cross. He met this statement on a Friday. He didn't make this statement on Sunday. He didn't say this after his resurrection. He made this statement while he was hanging on the cross in pains. It is finished. Somebody declare my Sunday is coming. Come on, come on, come on. Say it with faith. My Sunday is coming. It is finished. If someone asks, you tell them you are finished. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. It is finished. It is finished, not the other one. What do we do at this time while we wait for our Sundays to arrive? There is a word God has given to us, and that word is persistence. Persistence. It's easy to make poor decisions on the Friday of your life. Like Cynthia was talking about earlier, sometimes when your economy is tight, you begin to withdraw from giving to the Lord. You begin to withdraw from doing good. You begin to withdraw and say to yourself, you know what, I don't, I'm not going to pay tithe anymore. I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm not going to. It's easy to make poor decisions on Fridays of your life. <laughs> it's easy to apply permanent solutions to temporary problems as well. This is dangerous. Say to your neighbor, don't do that. Don't apply permanent solutions to temporary problems. Speaking to someone this morning. Don't apply permanent solution to a temporary problem. It's easy to give up on a Friday and just throw in a towel. It's easy to think that God does not love you. That God, things are just worse. Remember on the cross, Jesus cried. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The difference is that he understands that God loves him. But then the pain was too much. God turned for the first time in his life. God turned away from him. He cried out. It's easy to give up on that marriage, on that business, and say this is just not going to work. It's easy to give up. Concerning Jesus... The Bible says in Hebrews 12 verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. How do you endure the cross? Keep the joy flowing. Keep reminding yourself of that promise. Write that dream and paste it on your wall. Keep it alive. For the joy that was set before him, he knew there was a glorification coming. He knew that there was something happening. He knew that Sunday was coming and he was full of joy and he began to endure the things that came to him. How should we persist? A few points and then we pray. First is persist on staying connected to God. Persist on staying connected to God. Jude 1.21 It says, keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus 
unto eternal life. God is our keeper, but you have your responsibility as well. Keep yourself within the sphere of God's love. Keep yourself within the range of God's love. You can use a cell phone to understand what I mean. When you, the farther you are from a cell phone tower, the lesser signal you get. The farther you are away from it, the lesser you will get connections. The closer you are, the better your signal. Keep yourself within the sphere of God's love. Please stay where God, where you can experience the love of God. That's what the apostle is saying. Keep yourself where you will experience the fullness of the kingdom life. Don't stay away from God. Spend time in his presence. Don't avoid church. (laughs) Don't avoid the gatherings of people. Keep yourself where you will experience God. This is not a time to stay away. You know, you just pray only on Sunday mornings or you just worship on Sunday morning. There's a time when you begin to connect yourself and then find YouTube channels and find Spotify channels and just connect yourself. Connect yourself to worship. Connect yourself to amazing tunes from heaven. It is time to hug God and hold him tight. Study the word of God like Pastor Niger spoke last Sunday. Study the word of God and do the will of God. It is easy to begin to deviate from the will of God. Stay in the will of God. Some decisions are going to be tough. But stay there. Join the school of supernatural prayer. Don't stay away from prayer. Stay in prayer. Every time you hear, let us pray. Say, I am coming. Where is it happening? Stay within the range of God for you to experience the life of God. Today we launch... The life chart is a step in the right direction for engaging the world as well as opportunity for everyone to stay connected to God. We want to use technology as a means of advancing this communication, advancing the work of God. You too can use that as well. So don't say, oh, I'm not in Lagos. I can't be here. So I can't be on Sunday morning. Uh, Let me watch Netflix. No, no, no. Connect yourself. Find a way and stay connected. Stay connected. Not just on Sunday morning, on Monday, on Tuesday. Stay connected. Persist on staying connected to God. In Romans 8 verse 35, the Apostle Paul began to speak. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. For I am persuaded that nothing, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depth, nor the other things, created things, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing should separate you. If you have committed a sin, repent of it and make Jesus again your Lord of your life. Don't stay there. Don't say, oh, I've done something wrong. Therefore, I am permanently damaged. No, you're not. As long as you're breathing, you have an opportunity to return to God. Don't stay there. Return to God. He is absolutely waiting for each person. The next point is persist through faith. 
Jesus persisted through faith. The devil is on a mission to steal faith. Absolutely moving around looking for how to remove your faith. Because he knows that's your spiritual currency. He knows that you cannot trade without it. Imagine going to a particular country, coming to maybe going to the United States and you have no dollars. And the place you get into, they don't accept any other currency except dollars. What are you going to do? You're stranded. The currency in the spiritual realm is faith. So he wants to ensure that you are bankrupt. That's why the scripture began to speak and said, fight the good fight of faith. There are many kinds of fight. Sometimes you're in an argument for two hours. At the end of the day, you're asking yourself, what was I arguing about? That's not a good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. The one that protects and defends your faith. In Hebrews 10.35, the Bible says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. But you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. After you have done the will of God, your Sunday will arrive. After you have waited, you have persisted, your Sunday will show up. Do not cast away your faith. The last point before we pray this morning is persist through prayer. 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. I'll read from verse 41. 1 Kings 18 from 41. It says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Camel is a mountain. Then he bowed down to the ground. I wanted to follow the story. And put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, Go up now. Look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. <laughs> Here the prophet of God had announced the coming of a Sunday. Now, if you go to James 5, it tells us what happened. He said that there was no rain on the earth for three and a half years. Now, the, 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 the prophet now needed to bring back this rain that had disappeared for three and a half years. And then he said, announce to Ahab the king, Ahab, Sunday is coming. <laughs> but he didn't quit just saying it. He didn't go home to relax. He said he went up to the camel and put his knees, his face, in between his and started praying. We don't know how long he prayed. 30 minutes, 1 hour, 2 hours. We don't know. But the point is that he prayed and prayed. And then he sent out his servant and said, go and look again. Check. What's going on? Do you notice anything? The servant came and returned and said, Master, <laughs> there is nothing Elijah wasn't having it. He prayed again. And then sent him back again and said, go and look again. He went and came back and said, Master, they've elected another horrible president. 
And then he prayed again and sent him back again and said, no, 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 go back again and pray. And he came back and said, Master, he is still ill. And then he prayed again and sent him again. Go and look again. He came back and said, Master, that child is still misbehaving. And then he prayed again and said, no, 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 go back again, go back again. And he came back and said, Master, that business is still failing. He continued to pray. I'm going to shift to, um, let's go a bit. I'll come back to this. Let's go to James 5, verse 16. It says that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Verse 17. Elijah was a human just as we are. I'm reading the NLT version. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall. None fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again and the sky gave rain to the earth. And the earth began to yield its crops. The Amplified Version says the persistent prayer of a believer. I'm going to go back again to 1 Kings again 18 verse 44. There is nothing and seven times he said go again then it came to pass the seventh time that he said there is a cloud as small as the man's hand rising out of the sea so he went so he said go up and say to Ahab prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. Elijah was not having it. He wasn't taking no for an answer. He persisted in prayer. You have written that contract and they said to you, no, go back and pray again. And return again. You can even submit exactly the same proposal back again. Declare, go back again. You've done something. It looks like they keep saying no. The answer is returning us no. Keep doing it again. Keep doing it again. The child is not doing what they're supposed to do. Keep doing it. That relationship is not working. Keep praying. Except it's not the will of God. The attitude is, we die here. There is no way out of this. We will succeed. This Sunday must arrive. This Sunday must arrive. As you pray, be expectant. Remember, he was sending him out because he had expectation. He believed that there would be a change. So as you pray, be filled with confidence that God will fulfill that which he has declared to you. Last scripture before we pray, Luke 18 verse 1. The NLT version, Luke 18 verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a sudden city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God nor care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice. 
because she is wearing me out with a constant request. With her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust George. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his people who cry out to him day and night. Day and night. Will he keep putting them off? That's a rhetorical question, by the way. The answer is absolutely not. I tell you the truth. He will grant justice to them quickly. Verse 8. I like the scripture. Watch this. He says, but when the son of man comes. When the son of man returns. How many will he find on the earth? Who have faith. When the son of man returns. When your Sunday arrives, on the day the promise is going to be delivered, God needs to connect the faith to receive that. If that signal is not in existence, you might lose it. The day your Sunday is decided that is going to arrive, He says, when the Son of Man arrives, Will he find faith? The currency that connects your Sunday. Will he find faith on the earth? Will you still be believing him? Will you still be believing him? Because it has been so long. I have not had a child. First year, second year, third year. And the angel comes with a child on the fourth year. Are you going to be found believing God? Or are you going to say, you know what? It's not going to happen. Will he find a faith on the earth? Everyone say, Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Tell your neighbor, my Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. Will he find faith on the earth? I want us to say a prayer this morning and say, Lord, keep me in faith. Take a moment and say, pray. Say a prayer. Say, Lord, keep me in faith. Lord, keep me in faith. Keep me persistent. Say, Lord, keep me persistent. I don't want to miss my Sunday. Keep me persistent. If you are not born again, this is the right time to connect to God. If you've not given your life to Jesus, if He's not the Lord of your life, this is the right time to make that connection. Say, Lord, I know my Sunday is coming. Keep me in faith. Keep me believing. Keep me persistent. May I never lose that which you've given to me. May I never lose that which is coming. Lord, I know my Sunday is coming. My Sunday is coming. Make that prayer this morning. Say it with all your heart. Lord, keep me in faith. Let faith remain permanent in my heart. May it not be stolen by the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rikasuta le kare ima kosa ili ipana. Rikota li ke prekosi ima ruka le ima rusani kamahan. Likata li prekora mahaka te ike li senokahan. Lekama korina se ike le prakonahan. 
who can begin to declare this morning declare this morning it is finished who can declare this morning the truth of God who can declare that this morning who can declare that this morning who can declare that this morning Nigeria is rising who can declare that this morning Nigeria Sunday is coming who can declare that this morning in your family in the home in that situation that business who can declare that this morning Sunday is coming Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. La cosa que le preique matahan. Sunday is coming. Prophesy to that situation. Sunday is coming. Le que toca roca me se cota lia preimanan. Sunday is coming. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.